Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Hey guys, this is Kristen. And this is Jolenta. And just a reminder, things with Buy the Book are up in the air still as far as the distribution of our show after January 3rd. But we are airing as normal through January 3rd. So wherever you've always found us, that's where we're still going to be. And to get updates on where you can find us after January 3rd, email us at kristenandjolenta at gmail.com and put the words mailing list in the subject line. Or just keep an eye on our social media feeds. Now let's get to the show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content, so maybe use headphones if you're listening at work or around small children. Now here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. It's been said that now is the season of giving. Indeed it is. But you know what's on the other side of the giving coin? Receiving. I was going to say gratitude. Uh, gratitude. Of course you were, because this isn't about presence, is it? No, no, no it's this not. This is you forcing me to live by some corny feel-good thing about gratitude. Um, yes. Yes, it is. And you're going to love it. And I'm going to love it, because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And this is By the Book. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. Today, our book is A Simple Act of Gratitude, How Learning to Say Thank You Changed My Life by John Kralik. 
Back in 2007, John Kralik was feeling hopeless. He was 53 years old, heading up a failed law firm and struggling through months of divorce negotiations with his soon-to-be second ex-wife. He'd grown distant from his adult sons from his first marriage, and on the days his young daughter from his second marriage lived with him, all he had to offer was a tiny apartment with substandard heating and a broken air conditioner. On top of all this, his body felt the aches and pains of age, he was 40 pounds overweight, and his new girlfriend had just dumped him. On his best days, he dreamed of being a successful judge. On his worst, he wondered if life was worth living. But then, on a lonely hike, John heard a voice that said, Until you learn to be grateful for the things you have, you will not receive the things you want. John did not consider himself religious, but the words felt divine. They reminded him of the lessons of gratitude his grandfather tried to teach him as a child and which he ignored. John felt inspired, and that inspiration quickly turned into his plan to write 365 thank you notes in the coming year. A simple act of gratitude follows John's journey as he writes his letters of gratitude to his children, his employees, service industry workers, physicians, and even people who hurt him. Along the way, we see how John's brief handwritten notes touch all who receive them. We witness suffering relationships become healthy ones, and we see how the act of writing shifts John's perspective from one of self-pity to gratitude. But it's not just John's attitude that changes over the course of his project. By the end of the year, John's business has been saved. His second divorce has been finalized, and he's moved himself and his daughter into a nicer home. On top of that, he's raised thousands of dollars for charity, run a marathon, and developed a loving friendship with the woman who dumped him. He's even been offered the judge appointment he always dreamed of. In short, John's life is completely transformed by gratitude, and he believes his readers' lives can be as well. Here's how you do it. Step one, learn how to write a good thank you note. Write by hand if possible. Explain what you're thankful for and how it's changed your life for the better. Keep it brief. Try writing one per day and consider tracking your thank you notes on a spreadsheet. That way you can see what you're grateful for and easily keep track of loved ones' contact info. Step two, Write thank you notes whenever someone gives you something, whether it's a material gift, a dinner they made, a favor, or the gift of their time. If a person in your life does any action you consider a gift, send them a note. Step three, write thank you notes to the people you love and count on. That includes your children, parents, and employees. Thank them for being in your life and letting you love them. Make clear how much you value them. Step four, Write thank you notes to the people who make your life and other lives better, but rarely receive written thanks. That includes the nice barista that always remembers your name, the doctor who gave you a helpful diagnosis a few years back, and the client who always pays their bills on time. It might feel extreme to write these people thank you notes, but it will be meaningful to both you and them. Step five, write thank you notes that are hard. Send thank you notes that have to do with all the problem areas in your life. When you're able to find gratitude about the job you hate or the ex you share a dog with, it can become more enjoyable. So thank an ex you still have to deal with. Thank a family member for taking on something you don't want to deal with. Thank that person you're embarrassed to admit that you've fallen out of touch with. Or that sick friend you know you should talk to more. Step six, always look for gratitude. Instead of focusing on your worries, focus on what you're grateful for in life. When someone asks you how you're doing, don't answer with a complaint. Push yourself to answer with something you're thankful for. And when you're feeling down or frustrated, muster some fortitude by playing the glad game, listing off what you have to be thankful for. 
over time, looking for gratitude will lead to a happier outlook on life. That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight. Okay, Kristen, let's hear it. How was your first week living by a simple act of gratitude? Well, I started with step one, learning how to write a good thank you note. And I actually like to think I already know how to write a thank you note. I was Mm -hmm. brought up in a household where every holiday, every birthday, et cetera, thank you notes were absolutely required. And so I already did a lot of that, but I'd never had an organization system before. So Mm -hmm. I decided to come up with an organization system that is so simple. Anyone can do it who has a phone. I just took a picture of every letter after I wrote it. And so now all the thank you letters are in my phone. that's such a good idea. Yeah. Next, I jumped ahead to step three, writing thank you notes to the people you love and count on. And for this, I specifically was thinking of my direct reports. In our last episode, Girl, Wash Your Face, you'll recall that my entire department got let go, including all the people who report to me. And I've been feeling pretty heartbroken about this. And so I decided to write individual thank you notes to all of them, Mm -hmm. thanking them for their unique perspectives and skills and for just doing their best in a hard time. And I have to say, most of the notes weren't very elaborate, but they were all sincere. Um, Here's an example of one. Thank you for starting each day saying you'll make something beautiful and worth listening to. Those words have always inspired me and made me smile. I look forward to hearing all the beautiful things you'll make next. That is so sweet. I'm like getting a little little teary-eyed. That is so sweet and so straight to the point. Like it's so heartfelt and so brief at the same time. I love it. It's perfect. Uh, did you hear back from anyone? Did anyone write you back? I always like when people write back. <laughs> Only a couple people did, but that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't write the letters so that they could thank me for them. And besides the act of writing my gratitude, it just genuinely felt good on its own as an act. Nice. I like that. Uh, so what did you do next? I played the glad game. Of course you did. As you know, I sort of play a version of this game already every day, but I really felt the need to play it hard in week one because despite my entire team being let go, I'm still here for a few weeks longer working on a project that's really demanding and it involves a lot of travel and sometimes all that travel can be hard. Listen. All right, so I'm at the airport now. And it took me over a half hour to be patted down by multiple TSA authority people. Um, First out in public, and then all my bags being rummaged through, and then in a private room where they did everything all over again. Um, And I'm kind of upset about it, but I am saying to myself, I'm playing the GLAD game, and I'm saying, hey, at least I showed up at the airport early isn't it great if this had to happen? At least it happened at a time where my flight's not taking off for another hour. And aren't I so lucky to live in a place where at least uh, it's women patting me down and not weird men. And even if I'm getting on these airplanes for work-related reasons, I'm lucky to have a job for a little bit longer. And I know a lot of people don't have jobs and I'm lucky to have a job for a few more weeks. So there's a lot to be glad about. I wonder how many people in line with you at the airport were, were doing the same thing, just playing the glad game, you know, like you do. I do like to think that in your head, like, it's always sort of a glad game. It is, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Um, so what did you do after your airport glad game? Well, at the end of the week, after I returned from my trip, 
I considered hanging up my hat because I'd already written those dozen letters to my team members at the beginning of the week, and that Mm -hmm. means I was way over my one-letter-a-day quota. But then I thought there was one more letter I should write, and that was to my boss. He's the only one in our department who's keeping his job. Wait, your boss who, like, most likely is the person who fired you and all of the people who work for you? Yes, yes. And honestly, it feels pretty lousy sometimes that we're all finishing up our jobs or are gone already, but he's still here. Yeah, that's uh, that would make me full of rage. Well, but uh, I'm not you. So I did step five, writing a thank you letter that was hard. I did it. And here I am reading what I wrote to my husband, Dean. Dear boss, thank you for all the opportunities you've given me during my time at Panoply to produce, host, manage, and represent the company on stage and in the world. I've done more since you've hired me than I ever imagined I would, and I know for certain that all the exciting opportunities on my horizon would not be available to me had I just stayed at my last job. As I move on to the next phase in my professional life, I promise to continue to do you proud. That's a very sweet note. It's for the assignment of sending a... Oh, I understand what it's for. You do? It's not how you, you know, it's not necessarily how you should be thinking about that boss. Do you think it was wrong that I mailed that note? No. I, I mean, it, it, those things are true. That's, that's nice. Um, I, you know, for him to get better, he should have heard the impact that some of his bad decisions had on you. Not just the positive impacts, but the, you know, constructive ones. Uh, you know, it's all well and good to hear good things, but uh, there were several things that you are well aware he could have done better. It's a shame that there's not a, you know, a book about writing a letter to people about getting better, but that would just be mailing bitchy letters. <laughs> it's a terrible book. I want a mailing bitchy letters book, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> really help me hone my craft. Um, I mean, everything you said in that letter is totally true. It's totally true. And... I also, you know, I'm of two minds because sometimes it's like, yeah, you catch more bees with honey. Maybe during this super hard time, him getting a note like that might make him start thinking about the things he'd fucked up because you were so nice. Maybe it would be easier for him to be like, oh, I feel bad that someone so nice doesn't have a job anymore. Like, oh, I did these things wrong. But also sometimes writing a letter in that situation feels like putting the kick me sign that they wrote like back on your back for them. You know what I mean? Like... It's like, hey, you like took me for granted and now I'm going to thank you for it. Like, yay, we all learned nothing. So it's a tough call. Yeah. But I think what you said is true and very nice. Well, it also allowed me to focus on some of the good things about my situation now because it's easy to get angry sometimes. Oh, right. Yes. And it, it really is true. I know that mm-hmm. I'm going to be in a better place going forward than I was three years ago before starting this job. So yeah, yeah. no, it's definitely changed your life for the better. It has. Regardless of how it ended. <laughs> but okay, enough enough of my situation. Jolenta, I am dying to hear about your first week of living by a simple act of gratitude. Well, I started with step one after I read the book, uh, learning to write a good thank you letter just like you. And uh, I found this step to be pretty condescending. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, you know, like I was raised to write thank you notes for everything all the time after mm-hmm. every present, birthday, whatever, yep, just someone here. doing something special for you. Like my mom's a big thank you note person. I have piles of both thank you specific uh, blank cards and just blank cards that I use for thank you notes in my home office. Like I'm a thank you kind of girl. Um, so just having someone be like, here's how you do it felt condescending and uh I got kind of pissed off at the book, and here I am ranting to Brad about it. Everything's dumb. Hmm. And so this stupid gratitude book we're living by, which is like, right, thank you, no. It's like, it'll blow your mind. And it's like, I just think this guy has never fucking, like, got the memo that you're supposed to say thank you, and then, like, started doing it after his life fell apart, and was like, whoa, like, people respond well to this. Like, yeah, try being a woman. Like, you get raised, right? Fucking thank you notes for every goddamn thing. You have to say thank you to, like, be allowed a seat at the table that, like, everyone else gets. Regardless. Whoa. So that that was my initial my initial feeling after uh, after delving into step one. Wow. Did you get past the anger there? Did you actually get to doing the actual steps yes. to the writing? Did yes, you actually get to that? Yes, yes, yes. Like, obviously... Even though I, I love a good thank you note, I do not write them every day. And there are always more opportunities to be thankful. And I have room to improve. I'm not perfect. Obviously, it's why we make this show. So I got to step two, which is thanking people for gifts. And I did like that in the book, he talks about the word gift having having a more broad definition than I think we usually think of, like not just a physical present that someone gives you, but if someone cooks you a nice meal, mm-hmm. if someone goes out of their way to do something for you, it's a gift of their time. You know, broadening your definition of gifts is nice. So I tried to broaden my definition and look for gifts I might have missed in the past. So, for example, uh, I wrote a thank you letter to my friend who lives in California who recently stopped by and visited my mom in her new apartment that she's living in after separating from my dad. Oh, uh, that is so, so nice of yeah. her. So here's, that was so nice. Here's my letter to her. Hey, I just wanted to tell you thank you for visiting my mom. She had such a nice time and at a bonus, it really helped me feel a little more at ease when you said that she was doing well and her place was super cute. Things are nuts for the family right now, and uh, getting visits from friends like you helps make life feel way more nice and normal. It means a lot to both of us. Also, as you can see by this email, I'm trying to be better at staying in touch with people, so don't freak out. This email doesn't mean I'm dying or anything. Just love you. Hold on. You did an email? Just a second. That's a cop out. We're supposed to be writing thank you notes, putting stamps on them, putting them in the mail. I know, but I'm a rebel. So I wrote an email. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. I wrote other letter letters, but that one was just an email because I didn't have her address and I was too lazy to ask her for it. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's hear what you did next. Uh, (laughs) I did step three next, which is thanking people just for being in my life. Uh, And I started by thanking a pretty heavy hitter, my grandma, my mom's mom. She's, you know, pretty much the backbone, the matriarch of that side of my family. And she's been having a rough time lately. Right now she's living in a rehab facility, recovering from surgery that she had to get after she had an accident. 
And uh, truth be told, I had not talked to her at all during this because my mom had been there and helped out. So she was giving me updates and I just like never got in touch. Mm. And that's shitty of me. Do you know the name of the rehab facility? Could you just call them up? So... That's what I did oh, to thank good. her. Good, so good, again, good. I did not write a physical oh, letter. Jolenta, you are failing week I one. I know, but I didn't know how long she was going to be there, and I didn't know the address. Mm-hmm. All I had was the phone number from my mom, so I just oh. called. I called. But here I am thanking my grandma for just being so great. What therapy do you have this afternoon? Um, physical therapy at 3.55. I don't know what they'll be doing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to have to ring and load the bathroom here. Uh-oh. I'm having some awful pain. Oh, no. Well, I just wanted to tell you I love you and to say thank you for, for being so tough because the whole family loves you and uh, needs you. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie, and I love you, too, and thank you so much for calling, dear. Of course. You're my you're my favorite grandma, not going to lie. So, oh. You know. <laughs> All right, sweetie, give Brad a hug for us. I will. I love you, and thanks for being love so strong. Love you too, honey. All right, I'll talk to you I later. Hope next time I talk to you, I'm walking. Yeah, you will be. Okay, dear. All right, I love you, Grandma. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that is so <laughs> sweet. That is so sweet. I love that. Oh, I love good. that. And, and it wasn't a letter, but I feel like I got my point across. And uh, I don't know if you could hear, but that's my Minnesotan grandma. Oh, I could hear. Oh, yeah. She talks almost the same as me, and oh. she pees a lot like me. Oh, my God. You Minnesotans and you're peeing. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually a thing, but it feels like it is. <laughs> but it sounds like you were really happy yes. in that moment. Yes. It so even though you made me very happy. started week one, with a lot of anger toward this thankfulness project, at the end of the week, you sound, both you and your grandma sound really happy. No, definitely just reaching out to people I don't always reach out to, especially ones that have been in my life a long time, and just letting them know how much they mean to me, like it does feel good. Oh, good. Well, I'm excited to see if that good feeling continues in week two, but we need to take a break first before we get to that. Jolenta, you know how some people are just really hard to buy for during the holiday season? It seems that they have everything that could possibly need already. Yep, I do know a lot of those people. But you know one thing they might not have that they would love? What? A little bit more about themselves. And by that, I mean a Helix DNA kit, which helps them to know more about who they are and their back history. That's such a good idea, Kristen. Helix is the next generation of DNA testing. It captures 100 times more data than most other at-home DNA tests. It unlocks more than just ancestry, but real actionable insights that can help your loved ones improve their nutrition, health, sleep, and more. Whether they want to understand where they came from, improve their fitness routine, or even find their next bottle of wine, they are in control of what they discover next from their DNA. Here's how it works. You gift them a kit with everything they need to get started, including a prepaid shipping box to send their saliva sample to the Helix lab. They'll receive their test results and get access to the Helix store, where from over 30 reports unlocking over 200 insights, they'll be able to choose what matters most to them. They can go back anytime, and Helix is always providing more information, all from just their one sample. So think of that person that's hard to shop for. Mom, I'm looking at you. And get them a Helix. 
Head to helix.com slash buy the book to receive up to 40% off all products until December 25th. And if you use promo code buy the book at checkout, you'll get an extra 20% off your order. That's helix.com slash buy the book for 40% off and promo code buy the book for an additional 20% until December 25th. Jolenta, sometimes we receive gifts. You and I, we've both received gifts. People give them to us, and we never touch them again it's after true. we open them. Yeah. But there is a gift out there, a buzzy gift, if you will, Uh-oh. that you will use twice a day, that I use twice a day, and that is the gift of Quip. Quip is an electric toothbrush designed to make brushing better, and it was featured on Oprah's O-List, so you know it is good. Quip has sensitive sonic vibrations, gentle enough on your sensitive gums. I have sensitive gums. Jolenta, you have sensitive gums. Such delicate, sensitive gum flowers. Yes, we are. And Quip has a built-in timer with guiding pulses to remind you when to switch sides so you don't end up overbrushing the way you and I both always do. Yep. And Quip is the gift that keeps on refreshing. With brush heads automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. And you can even gift prepaid refills for a year to make sure your recipient is never using old, worn-out, or ineffective bristles. Quip has over 5,000 verified five-star reviews and looks like a big-ticket tech gift with a stocking stuffer price starting at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash buy the book, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. But you don't have to tell your giftee that. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash buy the book. All right, we are back. And Kristen, how was your second week living by a simple act of gratitude? Was it gratuitous? <laughs> I think you're putting two words together that don't belong together. Yes, I am, but they sound similar. Thank you very much. See, I responded with thanks. Responding with thanks. Oh, my gosh. She's so grateful. All right. So, reminder, during week one, it was all about work, my former team, and my boss. And week two, I really wanted to take things in a different direction. I wanted to concentrate on friends, family, and the other people I love. And so I started with step two, thanking a friend for the gift of her time. My friend Jen came down from Ithaca with her girlfriend to attend a wedding. And the two of them had only 36 hours to partake in all the wedding-related festivities, you know, the rehearsal dinner, the morning after breakfast, all those things. But they still made sure to set aside time for me. And so I sent Jen a thank you note because... Her time, really and truly, it's a gift. Oh, that is so nice. Yeah, especially during a wedding weekend. Yes, yes. Uh, What did you do after that? Well, I began compiling a list of other people to write notes to, but then things got completely derailed. No. Jolenta, as you know, I've had some gynecological health issues Mm, over the past mm -hmm. few months. I've had to undergo some procedures, and I've been to the doctor a lot. And I thought everything was settled, but then I found out that I have to undergo another surgery. And when Dean and I got the latest diagnosis, I tried to throw myself back into the thank you letter project, but I have to say it was really, really hard. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I'm just so sad. I know, baby. Me too. Is there anything I can do to help? You no, know, I, 
I like to help. I have to rape them. I have to rape them. You can't rape them for me. I know, hon. I can put the stamps on for you, though. Here, let me help you out. <laughs> it would make you feel better if you helped me. Yeah, you're the one crying, so I want to feel better. <laughs> I love you, baby. I'll write these and I'll feel better. Poor Kristen. You don't have to write them. You're allowed to take a minute and be sad and, like, angry at medicine and surgeries and, and feel your feelings. And you don't have to write a stupid fucking thank you letter. Like, no one <laughs> will know they didn't get a random thank you letter because you were sad that day. Oh, believe me. I cried plenty. I cried and I cried and then I took a break Good. and then I cried some more. But then I did get back to writing. And the first letter I sent once I settled down was actually to my team of doctors and nurses. Oh, that's sweet. I thank them for the great care they've given me thus far, and I thank them in advance for the surgery I'll be getting tomorrow. And more than anything, I thank them for always treating me with kindness. That's very sweet and a very nice way to do step four, which is uh, thanking people who make your life better but rarely receive thank you letters. I am impressed. I'm impressed. Thank you. And I have to say it actually made me feel a lot better and it made me think oh, nice. how lucky I am to have good doctors and how lucky I am to have insurance for just a little bit longer while I yeah. still have this job yes. and I've had bad doctors in the past who haven't been kind to right. me so it really let me focus for a moment on despite this being a really tough time how lucky I am so um, I felt better afterward and then that got me back into the groove and I started writing thank you notes to other people I wrote them to my niece and nephew in Arizona I wrote to you and to other friends and, of course, I wrote to Dean. And here he is responding to that. Oh, hon, thank you so much for leaving me that letter. It was when such did a, you find it? It was such a great surprise. When I started work, I opened my laptop case and out flew this bit of cardboard, which I chased across the room. And it was a letter from you. I put it in there a few days ago, you know. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was so nice. You're... You're always telling me how much you love me, but it was just so nice to see it all written down like that. I wasn't even going to make me a little for Clint. Oh. I love you, baby. You're just Thanks, the sweetie. best husband. And oh, I know it's been a really rough time, but you've just been the best thing in all of this, and I'm so lucky I have you. And I love you, sweetie. I love you. For some reason, I don't want to barf right now. What? You like, that was actually just really sweet and nice. Oh, good, good. And it really felt sweet and nice. I mean, all in all, it was a really rough two weeks, but it ended on a pretty good note. And all the thank you notes, I think, just made things better. That's really nice. I but, like it. But, but enough of me. Let's get back to you, Jolenta. Uh, we talked about your week one living by a simple act of gratitude and about everything happening with your mom and your grandma and so on. Mm-hmm. What happened during week two? I started week two by thanking people that make my life better that don't always get thank you notes, which is step four. Yes. Uh, I left little notes at my local coffee shop for the baristas. I left a note 
at my yoga studio for the studio owner and my favorite instructor. Nice. Uh, and just let those people know I'm grateful for the care and the kindness that they put into their work, and it makes my days better. And that was fun. You know, I felt like a like a thank you note fairy running Yay. around my neighborhood, dropping off things. Yeah. Um, I also hit a surprise note for Brad, which was fun, just to thank thank another, just a person I love in my life. It's fun to hide the notes, it isn't it? It is very fun, yeah. <laughs> it's like being the Easter Bunny it, or Yeah, and be like, sneak attack, no. (laughs) Um, And since I was getting really into the gratitude stuff, I decided I'd jump ahead to step six, and I would make a list of things I was grateful for, which is one of the suggestions in the book. You can just, like, write down the list. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And weirdly, writing this list did not have the effect the book said it would. Listen. I should be happy all the fucking time, according to my gratitude list. And I guess I just do it all wrong. Or sometimes when I am happy, it's for shallow things and not the things I'm grateful for that are simple, like candles and therapy and, and you know, cuddling my dog. And it's just... Uh, I'm getting this, like, feeling of urgency and, and not doing enough while I'm making this list and like, I, like I'm not appreciating enough and, and fast enough and I I'm super disappointed that this is stressing me out and, and like working me up and not making me feel any better what the fuck whoa yeah, this is not, not the effect what that that exercise is supposed to have. Yeah, it made me super antsy. I felt like my list pointed out how much I take for granted and like I'm not thankful for that I have. And basically, I felt like I was drowning in like like a gratitude debt that I wasn't, you know, paying forward. I don't know. It was it was not connecting me to any joy. Ooh. It made me feel pretty isolated and very inactive. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was surprised. I'm very we've surprised done gratitude stuff before, but I just feel like it just didn't feel like it was enough. Like it just doesn't feel active enough. I don't wow. know. Wow. So w- what did you do then? So I I to get active, I went to step 5, which is writing the hard thank you note. I was like this will fix everything. This is super active. Um and I decided I would write to my uncle because he is back in Minnesota with my grandma and a bunch of other family. And he's the one who, you know, came to my grandma's rescue when she had her accident, I mentioned, in week one. And he's basically always the one who ends up bearing the responsibility for for my grandparents as they get older. And I feel guilty because I barely ever make it out to Minnesota, thus I never help with them. And because I'm a coward, I guess, I just never talk to him about how much he does for them I just like pretend it's not happening yeah so I sent him a note saying how thankful I am that he's taken the lead with the family stuff as his parents age and you know just how much it means to me and how lucky we all are to have him good good and this was nice like it felt good for a minute but again like I just sort of kept feeling like it was almost like passive like it's just not active enough yeah i'm saying thank you but i'm not helping you know i'm not going to visit or or sending them any money like I, i'm not doing anything so then what did you do that so then i went back to step six because i was like something in step six has to work right so i decided 
I would play the gratitude game with Brad. The glad game. The, oh, yeah, the glad game. Yes, Brad and I played it while we were walking the dog to try and pull me out of my gratitude debt funk. All right, so I'm in a very bad mood. Why? Like, everything feels like blah. Yes. You're supposed to play the glad game when you're feeling shitty and just go back and forth with a person and say what you're glad for. I'm terrified right now. So, what are you glad for right now? You go first and then I'll go. (laughs) Um, I'm glad that we're out on a walk together. I'm glad we have a cute dog. I'm glad that you've been training him so hard and it's been great to see him get better. I'm glad you noticed that I put hard work into the dog. Um, I'm glad that we're going to go see a play on Friday. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that this neighborhood restaurant's here because it's one of my favorites. I like it too. I'm glad that I have a wife who likes the outdoors but is also comfortable enough to hang out inside and just relax. I'm glad that I'm not wearing a bra right now. I'm glad about that too. (laughs) So you in a better mood? I am, are you? I guess. I'm having a little fun. I'm not like wallowing in self-pity, I guess. It worked. It It worked. The glad game worked. So never, ever write down what you're grateful for again. Apparently not. Just play the glad game with somebody. It definitely pulled me out of my stinky mood. Yay. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Are you playing the glad game with me or... I'm thankful for you sitting across from me right now with that cute smile on your face. I'm thankful for your sweet, sweet accent because... It makes me smile and reminds me of my mom. I am so thankful that you have a grandma that I can hear about since I don't have one alive anymore. And that fills me with love. I'm thankful that it's almost verdict time because I want to hear what you think about this book. I am so thankful that Cameron is going to let you and I go on a break for a moment. And then when we come back, we can talk about how we feel. Thanks, Cam. Thank you, Cameron. We're so thankful for you. How was that transition? Was that bad? It was fine. Okay, great. Buy the Book is brought to you by Burrow. The holiday season is here, and whether you're hosting the entire extended family or just a few friends, you'll need a cozy seat for everyone. There's no better time to replace your worn-out, hand-me-down couch with a super comfortable, high-quality, and easy-to-set-up Burrow sofa. Burrow is fantastic. With them, you have stress-free shopping entirely online. Shipping is fast and free, and the modular design means it ships in normal boxes. We also love Burrow because their sofas are durable, sustainably sourced, and easy to set up. Not to mention their comfortable fabric is naturally scratch and stain resistant because I don't know about you, but I eat a lot of meals on my couch and I drop a lot of food on my couch. Tacos, usually tacos. Oh, yeah. I'm a big soup spiller on a couch. Yeah. Yeah. But with Burrow, you don't need to worry about that. As you just said, stain resistant. And on top of that, designed for comfort. Each Burrow sofa is exactly 17 inches off the ground because that's the average height from the bottom of a person's foot to the back of their knee. 
Oh, and you know what's sick? They have a built-in USB charger, so you never have to get up to charge things. Oh, my gosh. You can just live on your sofa. I don't have to reach under my couch to get the power strip anymore that I try to hide so I look classy. Now I can just plug my phone into my couch. That's insane. Love it. Love it so much. Eat on your burrow sofa. Charge your phone on your burrow sofa. Just be comfy on your burrow sofa. Do it all. You can get your living room ready for all your holiday celebrations and save $75 on a new sofa by visiting burrow.com slash buy the book. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash buy the book to get $75 off your order. Thanks again to Burrow for supporting our show. Okay, we're back. We've lived by a simple act of gratitude for two weeks, and it is verdict time. Kristen. How did you feel about a simple act of gratitude? Did it work? Did it make your life better? Do you recommend it? Are you grateful that you read it? Um, Jolenta, you are not going to be surprised in the least. Neither are the listeners. Uh, I can already tell by looking at Cameron. He is not at all surprised by what I'm about to say. I loved this book. All caps. I love this book. Oh, wow. All caps. I loved it. I loved hyper-focusing my thanks every day. I loved being reminded to thank people I don't always thank. I loved looking for the good bits in my life, even when the loud, horrible, Mm. terrible, ugly bits were screaming even louder. I loved being reminded that I have so much to be thankful for. I just loved the act of sitting down and saying thank you every day. I loved this book. I am not surprised. And I can tell by the look on your face <laughs> that your verdict is going to be ever so slightly different from mine. Just a smidge. Just, 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 just a smidge. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell uh, me. I was very turned off by this book. Very turned off. Uh, all um, right. Explain I why. Think, I think a lot of it has to do with the narrator. All Sorry, right. people who think we shit on straight white men too much. All right. Um, I just... Okay. Here's the deal. Do not get me wrong. I love that John Graylick found gratitude. I love gratitude. I loved playing the glad game. I love what writing all the thank yous did for you during these like insane two weeks. It's a good book in theory, but his message of the book and maybe my interpretation was off. Maybe it's the headspace I was in when I read it. But it's almost like the message was him saying, OMG, like good fortune comes back to you when you stop wallowing in your misery. And it made me want to say, you know, what about the exploration of the idea that we should always be as giving and grateful as we can? Uh, Because just everyone around us deserves that, no matter if they're the barista or your grandma. And I think that's what he was trying to do. Okay. That's I think what I a think lot he was of, trying to do. He leaned on some selling points about, like, when I wrote letters thanking my clients that did pay me, like, my clients that didn't pay me back, like, started paying me. Or, like, when I took my son out to lunch and, like, said thank you for something, he paid me back alone. It was a lot about, like, yes, getting back that. money and, like, getting things back he felt he deserved after he started being grateful, which I was like, but... What if there, like, isn't no incentive and you get nothing back? Like, being grateful is still good. Yeah, but I think he mentions that, too. He uses a word that I kind of hate. He says the actual writing felt like meditation for him. Every Mm -hmm. night when he wrote, it was an act of meditation that put him into a very peaceful, happy mindset every time he wrote. No, and that's true, and that's good, and it improved his life, and, and it improves my life, too. I'm just saying I didn't love his approach. And I wish there was just more of an investigation on on 
sort of the value in our culture of like taking what you can get and like not necessarily giving back as much as you take and like trying to get ahead in the world because that's he didn't investigate the things that made him miserable as much as I wanted him to. Mm. Like, yes, adding gratitude to the mix is good. But what about debunking some of the beliefs that got you miserable in the first place and sort of blinded you to the things you could be grateful for? Mm. Okay, I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah. But like, I agree with the book. I just don't know if I needed to read a whole book about how a guy went from being like super focused on himself to being like, oh, wait, people are constantly contributing to my life. Like, I'll say thank you. No, but he's getting at something so much bigger in the book. He makes it very clear that it's not it doesn't matter if you ever hear back from that person again. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. He's like the vast majority of people who wrote thank you notes to. He doesn't even know if they read those notes. He makes it very clear that most of them never said thank you for it. He doesn't know if it touched their hearts. He doesn't know if they threw away those letters. He makes clear that most never write back. But But I feel like he overly highlights all the things he got back then. He does that. But the main thing he got back was he was able to walk through life not wanting to walk in front of a bus, which he does at the beginning of the book. True. And think, how amazing is it that we have mass transit? How amazing is it that my legs work? I am so lucky that I am alive rather than wanting to throw himself in front of the bus. And yeah, I think I'm that, always for alone, that. that alone Stop winning makes it me worth over. It. <laughs> There's so much to be thankful for. There is. And he learned how to do it by doing this. Fine. I hate it a little less. <laughs> I guess that's it for this episode of By the Book. <laughs> our producer is Cameron Drews. Thanks also to our composer, Nate Wida, and to the Rizzos who perform our theme song. If you'd like to get in touch with us, tell us uh, if you've read A Simple Act of Gratitude, if gratitude has changed your life, if you think I'm a monster for not liking a book about gratitude very much, <laughs> and I should just be more grateful, you can email us at KristenAngelenta at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at JolentaG, at Kristen Meinzer, or at ByTheBookPod. And of course, follow our Instagram. Our Instagram is at ByTheBookPod. Last but not least, since we're so grateful for you, our listeners, maybe you could toss a little gratitude back our way and, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Not that I expect anything back for being grateful for you listeners, but like if you're feeling moved. It'll make you feel good. It'll make you feel so good to rate and review us, but only four or five stars. No, no one stars. No, 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 none of those. Uh, until next time, I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And we are grateful for you. Thank you, all of you. We love you all. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. But then, on a lonely hike, John heard a voice that said, until you learn to be grateful for the things you have, you will not receive the things you want. What if it was like, turns out Oprah was hiking behind him. (laughs) That's why he heard that. Oh, that'd be so great. (laughs) Sorry, Cam. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.